Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's rating the Monday Night Football Showdown slate between the Seahawks and the Eagles. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, day and fantasy sports slates. If you, got, if you guys will notice, I do not have the green screen set up yet, or I mean, I do have it up in the background, but trying to mess with the, the lighting, so uh, for now, you're just going to see the actual background, um, so I'll try to apologize for that. I'll try to get that going for future videos. Um, I do want to thank you guys again for the continued support. It is greatly appreciated. Currently right now, 5.81 thousand subscribers on YouTube. The easiest way to support me since all the content is free is to leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos so you know when to go live. As always, I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, going over everything, answering all your guys' questions, talking about roster construction, so it's very, very important to check out the live stream. And if you guys cannot watch these videos, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS show. But with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we talk about players and their prices for Monday show on slate, let's quickly look back at my lineup here from last Monday show on slate, which was uh, the Bucks and the Rams. And it went pretty well for me. Um, my lineup was, you know, talked about this in the live stream, but the two guys I liked the most at wide receiver were Godwin and Cup. I want Godwin, the captain. Uh, you know, Cup was the optimal captain. He went off 11 catches, 145 yards, uh, and uh, he got the 100 yard bonus. So, yeah, those two were the guys that I talked about liking the most in the live stream. And we talked about that with Ross Construction. I told you guys I was going with both quarterbacks. Brady was a bit of a letdown, but uh, he was very, very popular. I liked Fournette better than Jones. It was a price point thing. And, um, you know, we saw Fournette actually outscore Ronald Jones. And then finally, I talk about Gerald Ever for value, one of my favorite value plays. So yeah, all in all, it was a pretty solid night for me. Hope you guys had a good night as well. And let's see if we can keep it going for uh, for tomorrow. So let's uh, take a look at the Vegas odds as well as the snap counts for each team. Uh, and then we can get to the player-by-player -player breakdown. So again, Seahawks-Eagles is a 49 over under. The Seahawks are currently 6.5 point favorites. So let's take a look at uh, the Seahawks and running back uh, their snap distribution last game. So this was when Chris Carson was out. It was Hyde basically being the main guy, the bell cow back, played 70% of the snaps with DJ Dallas and Bo Scarborough being worked in a bit. But we do have Chris Carson back now, so I kind of expect Carson to, to get a majority of the work with Hyde a, a bit mixed in. Um, so that's what I'm expecting for tomorrow. As far as wide receivers for Seattle, it's pretty clear cut, right? We have Metcalf, we have Lockett. They will play the majority of the game now. Moore and Swain are both questionable. Looking like Swain more likely to play more, kind of 50-50. So that's something to monitor. If, D if David Moore can't go, we can look to Freddie Swain as a pretty nice value option. So, yeah, we'll go over that more in the player-by-player -player breakdown. Tight ends for, for the Seahawks. Well, um, we know they've been... It's been hard to try to nail down what they're going to do on a week-to-week -week basis for their tight ends. You know, one week it's Olsen, one week it's Disley, one, one week it's Hollister. Well, Olsen's out, so we don't have to worry about him now. He played 61% of snaps last game. Disley played 65%. Hollister played 20%. Hollister is the better pass-catching tight end, where Disley will probably play more, but I think he'll be used for, for more for blocking purposes, so... Uh, both Disley and Hollister are viable, but I think I like the price point a little bit better on Hollister compared to Disley. Running backs for the Eagles was a 60-40 split with Sanders and Scott. Um, you know, the game before, it was about a 70-30 split. I, I expect about probably 70-ish, 30%, uh, with Sanders being, you know, 70% of about 30% for Boston Scott. Wide receiver situation for the Eagles, uh, Fulgham and Jalen Rieger basically played the entire game. Greg Ward is the number three, played 68% of snaps, and Alshon Jeffrey played 
five snaps total, 7%. Um, not great after they said he was, you know, the snaps are going to go up for him. So hard to get really excited about that. And then finally, tight ends. We have still, Zach Ertz is still out once again. So Dallas Goddard should play the entire game or close to it. He played the entire game last game, 100% of the snaps. Richard Rodgers Richard Rogers played 32% of snaps. He's a viable punt play because we know the Eagles do like running uh, two tight end sets. And then before we get into the player-by-player player breakdown, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show today, guys. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, how it works is it's it's a website where you can bet on player props, right? So you're betting over under player props. You can bet uh, anywhere from two to five players and win up to 10x your money. So um, if you guys are interested in signing up for Prize Picks, you can use my code DKDFS, all one word. And it's 100% match up to $100. So if you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. Um, and I want to talk about a couple plays I like here before we get back to DraftKings. So um, if you'll take a look at the price picks projections here, uh, a lot of the Seattle or the, the Philadelphia guys look, in my opinion, a little bit too low. Because this is a really good matchup against Seattle. You know, they're probably playing from behind. So I like the over and the passing attack, guys. You know, Jalen Rieger is one of my favorite plays in DraftKings. He has a, a projection right now of 11.5. I like the over on that. I also like the over on Fulgham. I know Fulgham's been not great recently, but these are the two main targets here for Philly. Again, a good matchup. It should be a good game script as well. So I like the over on both Rieger and Fulgham. Um, and then, you know, you can go back. You can even go uh, over under uh, for defensive players. Um, but... That's, that's kind of where I like, you know, even Goddard 11.2, I kind of like the over in that as well. Really, I'm pretty high on the Philadelphia passing attack uh, for this game. So that's what I like. Uh, again, if you guys are interested in signing up, use code DKDFS, 100% match up to $100. So let's get into uh, the DraftKings player-by-player -player breakdown. And at the top, we have Russell Wilson at 12.6K. I think he is, you know, obviously 12.6 is is not cheap, right? You're going to have to pay premium for him, but I think it's worth it. I mean, it, it's a safe, it's a safe, very, very safe play with upside. Like Russell Wilson has been a top five quarterback so far this year. You know, recently two of the last three games have been a little bit shaky, but um, I just, I think he's someone that I, I'm willing to just jam in and move on. Um, again, I think this game has potential to shoot out with, uh, you know, Seattle obviously struggling defensively. Philly's not, not great in the, uh, on the defensive side either. So, yeah, we do have over-under of 49. Um, again, I kind of like the over there. I think this one could turn into a shootout. Um, but yeah, Russell Wilson is someone that is definitely one of the top plays uh, of the slate uh, there at 12-6. Yeah, so Carson Wentz is at 10.4K. You know, you're getting a little bit of a discount there from Russell Wilson. Obviously, you're going to feel more, more comfortable with Russell Wilson if you're going to make me pick. But this is a game that, again, I kind of like playing both quarterbacks. I think there's enough value you can get him in there. So I do like Wentz. I know he's been up and down, right? Last three games, not been great. 12, 8, and 16 fantasy points. They said, too, that they're going to, uh, you know, probably give Jalen Hurts uh, some increased playing time. So maybe he'll get, he'll get a few snaps here and there. Sure, makes Wentz a little bit risky. I think that will lower the ownership. This guy's been, yeah, not great this year, but still has, you know, ceiling, right? He can get you 25 to 30. And like I said, this is a really good matchup here against the Seahawks. So, I'm kind of buying back into Carson Wentz here, and I like the both the two quarterback approach for this for the slate. So, um, and I think for cash games, you probably still do it. You probably play both Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz for GPPs. You can definitely make the argument to fade one. I probably wouldn't fade both, um, and I think you know uh, the popular build would probably be Russell Wilson 
and one of his pass catching, uh, you know, one of one of Metcalf or Lockett, and then Wentz. You know, I'm not expecting to be super popular, maybe like 50 percent ish owned. Uh, but yeah, Wentz is someone that I like buying back into again. I'm, I'm pretty high in the Philly passing attack for this game. Now we have Metcalf at 11-4, Lockett at 10 at 9-6. This is always a tricky one. It's hard. It's always hard to nail down which one's going to have a good game on a, on a night-to-night basis. You know, both guys have been a little bit up and down, but the ceiling on both Metcalf and Lockett is really high, right? If you just look at the last four games, 43-26-4 and 13 fancy points for Metcalf. So he's been all over the place. If you look at Lockett, you know, it's kind of the same thing, right? 7, 8, 11, 21. So he has a 56 in there. Like, both these guys have the ceiling, but um, not really consistent on a night-to-night, on a week-to-week basis. So, you have Metcalf at 11-4, it at 9-6. Metcalf is probably the more talented wide receiver, but if we're taking price into consideration, I think I would slightly prefer Tyler Lockett to Metcalf for, for like, the 2K difference. You know, normally these guys are priced about the same. When you get about a $2,000 difference, yeah, I'm just going to go with the one that's cheaper with Lockett. Not saying Metcalf's out of play. Again, they're very, very close for me, but I will just take, I will prefer the cheaper of the two there. Miles Sanders at 9-2. I think he will go a little bit overlooked on this slate. Again, I expect 60 to 7% of the snaps for Miles Sanders. He's been getting involved a bit in the past game with 5-5 five and five targets. This, you know, they're pro- this is a game they're probably going to be playing from behind. So I think Sanders is a decent option for sure. I think, you know, at this price, though, maybe more of a contrarian play, but definitely still has upside, and he's had double-digit fantasy points in the last four games. So, yeah, I'm perfectly fine if you want to go to Sanders. Um, Chris Carson's at 8.8K, finally back after, you know, going down there in Week 7, and they said he's full go. So what I'm expecting here is I'm expecting Carson to kind of be the main guy with Hyde, you know, backing him up, maybe like a 70-30, 60-40 split. Uh, you know, the good thing with Chris Carson when he was playing, he was getting targeted a lot more um, this year. You know, last year he was a guy that was rarely targeted, if at all. But, you know, you're, you're seeing a healthy amount of targets from him, 6, 3, 3, 4, 7 targets. So Carson's a guy that, you know, if you're not buying into the Philadelphia offense and you just want to go a full Seattle stack, then I get it, right? Like that, you could argue that's, that's a safe way to go about this latest. You know, you go Russell... Wilson, you pair him with either Lockett or Metcalf, and you play Chris Carson, you kind of go full Seattle stack and maybe run it back with like a cheap wide receiver from Philly. Like, I don't hate that approach. If, if you think Seattle dominates that, this game, that's probably the build you want to go with. Yeah, they have Hurts at 7-2. I mean, he'll probably get a few snaps here and there, maybe some Wildcat, but nothing you can go to uh, unless surprisingly we get news that they're going to bench uh, Wentz, but... Um, yeah, again, I'm kind of buying into Philly and this, uh, this pass catching, uh, unit here. Carlos Hyde's at 7k. I think he's just more of a contrarian play. He had a nice week last week with no Chris Carson, but Carson being back, it hurts Hyde's upside. Like he was kind of the bell cow that last game, not expecting that for this game. So I would rather play Carson than Hyde. I think just a little too pricey there. Now we get to the Philadelphia wide receivers and I like all three of these pass catchers with Fulgham, Goddard and Rieger a lot. Fulgham's at 6'8". I know he's been bad last couple games right with only one catch, but he's still playing a majority of the game. He had five and seven targets. And again, this is a good matchup, and they should be playing from behind. So I do like Travis Fulgham a lot. I like Jalen Rieger a lot at 5'8". You know, the rookie, we haven't really seen a huge game from him yet, but 
they are giving, you know, the snaps are slowly going up on him even more. He's been explosive. Um, I like Jalen Rieger a lot. He is definitely one of my favorite plays here at the slate, both him and Fulgham. Um, and I like Goddard, too, at 6'4". Like, all three of these guys are, are the main guys, right? Alshon not going to play a ton. Greg Ward will, will obviously, you know, play a bit. But it, it's Goddard, it's uh, it's Fulgham, and, and it's Jalen Rieger in, in a good matchup and a game they're probably playing from behind. So sign me up for all these Philadelphia guys. Um, obviously, you don't have to play all three, but I think getting to one or two of those guys for, you know, in the mid-tier is probably a, a good way to go about it. So, yeah, Fulgham, Goddard, Jalen Rieger. I like all three a lot here in the mid-range. Greg Ward's a 5-2. Definitely still in play. I like the upside a little bit more with Fulgham and Rieger and Goddard. Um, you know, just because they're playing basically the entire game, whereas Ward is playing about, you know, 60-70% of the snaps. So, um, I'm fine with Ward, uh, but I, th- I think I would slightly prefer those other guys that I just mentioned. Now, David Moore's at 4-6. His status is up in the air. If he can't go, um, we'll talk about Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain would then become one of the better value plays of the slate. If David Moore does play, well, I think he's a fine option here at 4-6. He's been their clear number three guy. Um, obviously, does not possess the upside as Metcalf and Lockett, but he's still playing about half the game. He played 56% of the snaps that last game. You know, targets and catches are not great, but um, I think he's someone that is in consideration here at, at 4.6K. As far as the kickers go with Myers and Elliott, both guys viable. I think I would prefer Myers here. I feel a little bit more comfortable with, you know, Seattle, Seattle's offense. This is a game and they're probably playing from ahead. So for that reason, I would slightly prefer Myers to Elliott. Defenses, we have the Seahawks here at 3-8. You know, again, they have not been great this year, but Wentz has been a turnover machine recently. So I get it if you want to go Seahawks, right? If you want to go that build of you think Seattle dominates this game and, and Philadelphia continues to struggle, then I think building a lineup with like Russell Wilson, one of his pass catchers, Carson, and maybe the Seattle defense, right? Like I think that's that's a build you probably go with if you think Seattle really does dominate this game. Now we have Disley at 3-6 in play here with no Greg Olson, but I just I think they're gonna go with Hollister as more as the pass catching tight end with Disley more the blocking guy. Disley will probably play more, um, but I think I like the price a little bit more on Hollister. Not saying Disley's out of play. Um, again, with Olsen being out, I think it does help him a bit, but I think it helps Hollister a bit more, and he is cheaper. With the Eagles defense at 2-8, I'm probably not going there. Um, sure, you know, if Russell Wilson can throw a pick six, that's probably what you need, but for single entry, I, I just can't do it. Now, Richard Rodgers is at 1.8K. No Zach Ertz, so he will still be the number two tight end. You know, I expect probably 30-ish percent of the snaps. He played a little over 30% that last game. He had uh, two catches, two targets, and a touchdown. Um, yeah, he's someone that is 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 you know is viable. You're not going to feel amazing about it, but below 2K, you don't need a ton from him. Um, so yeah, it's definitely playable. Alshon's at 1.6, just a contrarian play right now. Uh, again, he played uh, not a lot that last game. Let's just say that right. Seven percent of the snaps after. If you go to week 10, he started with. What do you play? He played 27%, um, and then went all the way down to 7% the last game. So that's not a promising sign. If you want to buy into Alshon and hope he gets more snaps, I guess you can do it. Again, it's just a contrarian play, though, based off what we've seen from him this year. Uh, Hollister's at 1-4. Again, I would prefer him to Disley for the price. I just think he's the better pass-catching tight end. 
um, and you're getting them for cheaper. So yeah, Hollister is definitely someone to look into for value. One of my favorite, like really cheap plays here. Um, I like him a decent amount. Again, still no Zach Ertz. Boston Scott's at 1K. I think he's in play. No hope. I expect probably 70-30 to 60-40 split with him and uh, Miles Sanders. You know, Scott is, at this price, is, again, doesn't need a ton to pay off the salary. And if you want to go, if you want to get the guys to the top, you know, you can definitely, you can definitely use a value guy like Boston Scott. So, for sure, uh, someone that is viable for value. DJ Dallas at 800, I'm probably not going there. Obviously, now we have Carson, we have Hyde, so he'll be at best a number three guy. Yeah, probably not for me. And then really below that, like there's no one else I don't think like I would consider. Like Clement's the number three guy. Yeah, that's oh, Freddie Swing. Gotta mention him. So he's at two hundred dollars. They have him as questionable, but he expects to play. They, they said that Swain will be ready for Monday's game, but he sounded far less optimistic about Moore's chances to play. So again, if David Moore is out, Freddie Swain should step into the number three role, and at two hundred dollars. That would be way too cheap. So he would be one of my favorite value plays of the slate if David Moore is out. All right, so let's talk about roster construction, guys. And for cash games, I think the way that I would start it is probably Russell Wilson in the captain. Normally, I want to get both quarterbacks in there, and I prefer you know just the floor and even the ceiling for Russell Wilson. So I would probably go for this is for cash games, right? Russell Wilson. And Wentz, again, I think I do use both quarterbacks for cash. That leaves you 5.1K remaining. So from here, I told you guys I'm really high in the Philly pass catching uh, guys in the mid-range with Fulgham, Goddard, and Rieger. So maybe look to one of those guys and pair them with you know one of the one of the top Seattle guys with either Metcalf, Lockett, or Carson. That's probably where I would go for a cash game build. Again, if you think Seattle just completely dominates this, then you can do something like this, right? You can go Russell Wilson with Metcalf, with Carson, and then go like the Seattle defense. Right, so that is definitely a viable build um, if you think Seattle really does uh, control this game. As far as GPPs go and who I'm considering for the captain spot, well, you know, obviously guys like Metcalf and Lockett, right? Because about 75% of the time you see the running back or wide receiver that wins it. It's an optimal lineup for the captain. And we've seen the huge upside from both Metcalf and Lockett. So definitely considering those guys for the captain. And then I think it's the mid-range guy. So those Philadelphia pass catchers with Fulgham, with Goddard, with Rieger. I like all three quite a bit. If you want to take a shot in someone super cheap, you know, if David Moore is out, I think you can make the argument to play a guy like Freddie Swain in the captain at the flat men. Because if you do that, like, that leaves you with 9.9K remaining. You can basically plug in whoever else you want into your lineup. And other value guys, I don't think I consider anyone else in the captain. Again, I want those guys at the top that really have the big upside. So maybe you can go Swain, but, like, you know, not really talking about captains here, but other value plays that we talked about, right? So Boston Scott, I think, looks pretty good. Um, you know, Jacob Hollister. You know, there is value on the slate. So it's going to make for a pretty good showdown slate. Again, I think this game will be... Pretty entertaining. I think there would be there will be some point score in this one. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos and you know when to live. Again, 30 minutes before lock, I will be live talking everything, answering all your guys' questions, and um, you know we'll talk about more builds as well in the live stream. So thanks again. I hope you guys all have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow in the live stream.